we've got another segment that I, I'm introducing to the show, and that is the Small Farm Minute. And today, I am I am very pleased to introduce uh, my first guest for the, the Small Farm Minute. And my guest happens to be from a small farm in, in San Martin. And this my my guest today is Beth. And it, well, Beth, what farm are you with? Well, I'm with Maybe's Farm. Yes, that's right, folks. Um, not only do I do all this over at City College, but I also operate a small farm. Um, now, the good news is I only do facilities. So that's all I do there. Yeah, right. And, and yeah, and what you're not seeing is the eye roll from my guest going, yeah. So, no, I, I it's equal opportunity. Um, it takes a lot of hands to keep a farm going. So that's for sure. So we got the name of our farm. We've got, we have a nice tagline. I like, we changed our tagline. What? Small farm grown, small farm made. I like that. And how big is the farm? Well, it's a whopping three acres. So we are considered a micro small farm. Kind of nice. Micro farm right in amongst microchips. It works for us. It works for us. Um, what do we what do we have going on at the farm? Well, some would ask, what don't we have going on at the farm? Uh, we do a lot of animals. So we have Nubian goats that are uh, registered purebred goats. We also, they're a dairy goat. We also have the Flemish giant rabbits, and they were one of the first breeds that was uh, domesticated. We also have chickens. We have quite several different breeds of chickens for egg laying. And then we've also got the ducks and we've got the geese. And primarily with the ducks, we have the Muscovies, and we also have the Indian runners, which are just fun to watch run around. Yes, we, we made sure we had um, unique ducks because each, each uh, breed has their own uh, personality. So that makes it really, it's really fun to watch them interact and just, just act enjoyable to watch in general. I could joke and say, who, what do you mean we? You were a little surprised when I brought home ducks. Yeah, well, <laughs> they've grown on me. They're a quack up. But It only gets worse, folks. So how long have you, we been doing this insanity? Uh, let's see. Well, we got our first goats back in 2004, but we actually had some chickens before that. And we actually did not even start doing this in California. We'd actually started doing this in Arizona. And then when we moved to California in probably, I'm trying to think of when we moved, it must have been in about 2006. 2005. <laughs> okay, 2005. Um, then uh, we can just continue to do it. And we also joined 4-H and got our son involved and everything else, so doing it for quite a while so we, we we have we've been doing it for a while um what kind of what kind of relationship do we have with our community well as i mentioned uh very briefly just a moment ago uh, we were involved in 4-h in fact we were very heavily involved with 4-h um, doing goat project and rabbit project primarily and so we've become very well known for in the community in general for um, having a lot of knowledge on that. Um, however, we also have chicken eggs that we sell every day. So a lot of people come and, and buy eggs. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not uncommon for us to get random phone calls um, with regards to 
uh, especially anything with regards to the animals. What kind of challenges have we been facing or have faced? Well, when you're a small farm, there's a lot of different challenges that are out there, um, not the least of which is trying to wade through all of the legal stuff that's required, all the licensing and everything else. Um, so we are licensed egg handlers. However, with regards to having dairy goats, we are not allowed to sell the milk because we are not a uh, registered dairy. So we do use the milk in other products like our goat milk soaps and lotions. Um, but, you know, trying to wade through all those regulations is certainly a challenge uh, with regards to trying to get things from a supply chain that has been something other than uh, pleasant for this last couple of years. That's, that's been something else. Um, trying to get egg cartons for a while was almost a joke. And the price of the egg cartons went up over a thousand percent for a while. And even just in general, the feed for the animals has gone up over 40 percent. And people don't always necessarily see that back end cost, which becomes, you know, it's not really an issue, but they just they just don't realize it. And so, you know, sometimes, you know, they're getting a product from a small farm, but they don't always realize why we have to raise our prices sometimes, too. And we, I've I feel the question. I know you feel the questions about that as well from from our customers. Why why suddenly did we have to to raise prices after it had been so low for so long? Well, yeah, it was because of all these other issues, the the supply chain and just the co the input costs have just gone through the roof. So well, and 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 you know, a prime example is yeah, we raised a price of. of of a dozen eggs you know a little bit um you know we raised it much higher during the pandemic and then we were able to bring it back down we promised our customers that if we could lower the price we would and we did but um you know on a dozen eggs we probably make 50 cents yeah so it's it, and that's not including you know our own personal you know labor costs or things like that but that's just all the other inputs and stuff that go into it so it's not like you know, small farmers are making a large amount of money, but we do it for other reasons. I enjoy it. I know you enjoy it as well. And kind of leading into our next question, which is kind of nice. I mean, what, what do you find special? I mean, I know what I find special about farming, but what do you find special about farming? Um, more on a personal level, one of the things that I would definitely find special about farming is I am a kind of partial to not starving to death so it is really kind of nice to be able to understand how to grow we have a regular garden that we use for us but you know how to grow food how to manage food um, how to raise our own animals and 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 butcher and and serve up the those animals so you know even when certain food supplies are scarce our family will still you know, we still won't be going hungry. And, it, and that is kind of a nice benefit. It really is. Yeah. And I do, you know, enjoy dealing with with the public, you know, a bit and, and educating them on what's going on. And, you know, they really do enjoy the animals. And, and I enjoy the companionship and the personalities of all the different animals and everything else as well. Well, we've got the animals covered. Do we have any products available for sale? And um, if so, how can our listeners uh, find them? So the products that we have for sale, we always have eggs available every day uh, at the farm. 
because that is the level of licensing that we have. We are not on any farmer's markets. But with things like the milk and with some of the other plants that I grow, um, we're able to make all sorts of different like bath and body products. So soaps, lotions, shave soaps, uh, body bombs and things like that. And we have those that are available at our different shows, which uh, you can find a list of our shows on our Facebook page, our Maybe's Farm page. And also, too, we are currently revamping our website. So uh, very soon we'll be able to find them on our website as well, which will be um, maybesfarm.com. Do we have anything happening, anything special soon, any events happening? Well, we unfortunately just missed <laughs> the, our farm event that we have on farm, um, but we will be doing another one of those in the spring, and that is one weekend in the spring where people can come out and they can see all the different animals and things like that. Otherwise, we are typically closed for tours, um, except for the egg cells, of course, we're open for that every day. And right now, to find our products and stuff, we're doing a bunch of shows. We literally have a show every single weekend until the middle of December. So we'll be busy for a little bit doing that. So as you can see, we there are a lot of different aspects for a, a small farmer. Yes, there is um, the production side. So raising of, of animals or crops. But then depending on the small farm, they may also uh, go in and, and process some of those production items and turn them into another commodity of which then is is easier to sell at different venues while still maintaining and complying with with the law so it is a very tangled web even though small farm we still get the deal and mind all the lawfulness that that we have to do in order to maintain uh, the farm and the lifestyle um, no, we have to be a jack of all trades, too, because we have to know all the laws. We have to do our own uh, management of all of the, the products. We have to create the products. We also have to do everything from all the bookkeeping and every and the scheduling. Um, I am not a computer nerd at any stretch of the imagination, but I have to try and figure out how to do our own website. So it's <laughs> there's intense. a lot behind the, the scenes. And... Uh, this will be our, our, our finishing question, if that's all right. So we've covered all aspects of farming for, for us, our small operation. And folks already know that I, I work here at San Jose City College as well as doing the radio. Do you do anything outside of the farm? Well, you'll find that most small farmers have to do something outside of the farm. Uh, there's just no way in this particular area to really be able to make enough to to not do anything else and yes yeah, so I, I actually have multiple multiple jobs uh, I actually teach over at De Anza College my specialty is physical anthropology and forensic anthropology and I also periodically work as a osteoarchaeologist so periodically when there are archaeological digs or even something happening at a construction site if they come across something like human remains then they call me so don't just because someone says they're a small farmer don't think oh well that's all they do and they've got nothing else going on a small farmer is always busy it's just the farm life so 
and it appeals to many different people. We'll have more guests coming on, but first I want to thank my guest, Beth Maybe, for coming on from Maybe's Farm. I thank you for your time. It was awesome to have you as my first guest for the Small Farm Minute, and I'm I'm looking forward to um, continuing this, and I hope the word gets out that there is a, a an outlet for small farmers in Santa Clara Valley to be able to share their story with with the community so they can make and, and get in contact with that community. So thank you very much. You're welcome. I also need to end that once again, um, the views and opinions expressed by my guests are their, their own and do not represent anything from KJCC, San Jose City College, and or the San Jose City College or Evergreen Valley District.